Hey guys, Doug Walker here. Uh, just me again. Uh, Sally Rob's not able to make this one. Uh, not under protest this time. He just uh, couldn't fit into his schedule. And uh, in terms of the bum review, I'm gonna try and get one out later this week on uh, Sin City. It's um, just a lot of stuff's coming up and I, I will do my best. Uh, I can't promise anything, but I'll do my best. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk about uh, Sin City, a dame to kill for. And yeah, of course, like, Everything that's in theaters now, you can't talk about until you talk about the original, which is just... That is so weird. I always have to talk about what I thought of the original. It's not like, ooh, what's this? Let me just tell you about it. Anywho. Um, the, the first Sin City movie, hell, let's go to the comics. Uh, I read the comics a little bit growing up. Mostly love the artwork. Artwork's just amazing. Uh, still holds up really well. And, you know, the stories were fine. They're just really grim, film noir over-the-top comic book style stuff. Uh, and then the movie came out, God, what, like nine years ago, something like that, uh, a long time ago, and I loved it. I just fell in love with this movie, and I totally acknowledge it's adolescent, testosterone-filled bullshit. It, it's total nonsense, um, but it's so stylized. And I argue there's a little bit more than just a bunch of violence, and it is violent. I think it might be the most consistently violent movie I've ever seen in my life. I don't think a minute goes by without some form of violence happening. It's quite astounding. Um, but at the same time, what I liked about it is that, like, the Marv character is one of my favorite characters, like, ever. Uh, I love both the simplicity and the complexity of him. Uh, just this loser nobody who hangs out in a strip bar, but he's a tough guy, and then, like, suddenly his life has meaning just because someone was nice to him. And it's like, I love that stuff, and I think that's what I like about Sin City, is that it, even though it is over-the-top and violent and, and super dark and gritty, uh, it finds that simplicity that matters, or at least will keep your attention. Uh, I can't think of anyone that would, at least with the Marv story, start it, and then be like, no, nah, I don't need to see what happens. No, everyone would need to see what happens, and you can't predict what's going to happen. Um, and and I like the I like the Dwight story too, and I like the Bruce Willis story. So I really like the movie, and I know it's childish and 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 silly, but there's it hits just the right marks, uh, in my opinion. It's stylized. It's it be, you never see film noir anymore. This is so in your face film noir, and. I've waited years for a sequel. I was like, well, why didn't this one just pop up? Well, why did he have to make whatever, Spy Kids 4 or Shark Boy and Lava Girl or, so, you know, whatever he does, or Machete 5? And finally, this movie has come out. It's not doing very well with critics. I think it has, like, 40% or something like that. And I think it's almost as good as the first one. I think if you want to see a Sin City movie, that is exactly what you get with this. And I, I saw it at Hollywood Boulevard, which I've advertised before. It's a great theater. And you can get food and alcohol with it. And this is a movie you want food and alcohol with. I think I got, like, a steak and, like, a beer. And I'm just watching this and just like, yeah, well, you go, <laughs> I mean, it's... But the nice thing is that unlike a lot of stuff, like, um, like I said, with... with you know, I hate to keep going back to him, but it's just the, he's such an easy target with Michael Bay, you know. Well, how can you like Sin City and not Transformers? They're both the same testosterone-filled nonsense, and there is a difference. Sin City is very stylized. It's beautiful to look at. It's reminiscent of an art form that's practically dead, film noir, and it pushes it to an all-new extreme that you never really saw in film noir, 
And where everyone always says Michael Bay, oh, well, well Michael Bay is extreme, he's really not. Not like this, not in an entertaining way. Uh, Extreme is pushing something you know to a whole new level, and Michael Bay is doing the same thing over and over. There's no variety, no difference. Sin City is so extreme and so in your face, and it is pushing it to this new level. Like I said, first film, I think there was like a punch a minute. There was always some form of violence going on, and that's... Not always the best, you know, but it is pushing this stereotype to just this whole new extreme where it almost becomes a new art form. Uh, and it's just as silly, it's just as grim, it's just as dark, there's just as much nudity in it, there's just as much violence. Um, as soon as the movie starts, I mean, for example, there's one of the lines in the movie is, I wake up in midair and I'm greeted with a good morning kiss by the concrete ground. <laughs> I mean, it's where in Transformers is there anything like that? And the whole movie is written like that. It's all this really stylized, uh, this, this really dark, heavy shadow, wonderful angled, uh, film. It's kind of like, you know, Calvin Hobbes when he played, what was Sam Spade or whatever, when he pretended he was the detective. It's like... It's like that kid both never grew up and grew up at the same time. It's like he has the same fantasies, only now you incorporate the really, really violent, you know, uh, and <laughs> horny stuff, too, because there's naked women all over the place. It's naked guys, too, but they don't. It's double standards. It's like, no, we can't show their dicks. Now, ladies, tatas, that's fine, but you can't do that. And not that I want to see their dicks. I'm, I'm fine not seeing Bruce Willis's schlong, but it's like... In this film, they really push it, because, like, um, there's a scene where Dwight is naked for quite a long time, uh, James Brolin plays him, and it's like, okay, in the first film, Bruce Willis is naked too, but it's like the light hits it away, where it's like, okay, well, I, I can just buy not seeing that, but in here, he's, like, flying around all over the place, like, an explosion or something happens, he flies out of a window, and he's still butt naked, they're just this convenient shadow right there, and I'm like, okay, this is... Come on, guys. And you know in the comic they drew everything and showed everything, but it's like, oh, no, we can't show the penis. You know, ladies, Tata's, that, that's a work of art. But the penis, which is true. <laughs> the penis is a hideous thing. But at the same time, it's a, it's a double standard. It's not fair. If you're going to do one in this movie of extremism, go all the way. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's so silly, and it's got... A, a lot more actors that belong in this world. It's got uh, uh, James Brolin, who is um, such a better Dwight. I, I, I'm sorry, Clive Owen. You're you're a great actor. You can you're wonderful in drama. I'm talking to him like he's gonna see this. But uh, I enjoy Clive Owen in dramas. I never bought him as the badass. I always saw a performance, and that was like the one thing in Sin City. I'm like y you don't quite fit. Like, you're, you're giving it your all, but it's like, you're, you don't fit. Mickey Rourke is a badass. Billy, uh, or Bruce Willis is a badass. Like, I, I buy that. You know, they can just walk in, you're just like, whoa, this guy's fucking awesome. Um, and Clive Owen always seemed like he's acting tough. He's just gonna squint his eyes, go, mm, yeah. And it, I don't know. Something about when Bruce Willis squints his eyes and goes, mm, yeah, I, I believe it more, but to each their own. Um, I, I really like this new Dwight a lot more. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. He's great. Uh, we get a lot more of, like, the... Na we get a lot more of the Nancy character from the first film, which is, like, you know, not that she was a bad character or anything, but it's just sort of like, okay, the 
the hot chick, and she's got a little bit of a backstory, but whatever, it's mostly Bruce Willis's story. And they give her a lot of story in this, and it's it's pretty cool. Like, they, they make her this legitimate badass, and then she's, like, cutting herself up and everything. She's got scars, and she's, let's go kill some bastards. It's, like, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, and the stories are still... Most of them are sad endings, again, just like Sin City. Uh, but there's such this... Even though it's over the top and extreme, there is still such this poetry in it. And it's the kind of poetry you find in film noir and you find in extreme situations. And I don't know, it's worth experiencing. Like, the second this movie started, I felt at home. I know it sounds really weird to say, but with the shadows, with the angles, with the dialogue, with the characters, uh... While it is simplistic, they know just the right lines and just the right scenes to show to keep you invested and to hit you. Uh, there's a scene, Ray Liotta is in this. Again, great choice. Christopher Lloyd is fucking in this. It's like all these people, it's like, yes, yes, thank you for putting them in Sin City. Um, there's a scene where Ray Liotta, he, he uh, gets done making love with his prostitute and he's putting his gun together and she's saying, you know, I won't tell anyone and he says, you know, I know you won't, I really know you won't, but would you keep your mouth shut if they tortured you, if they did all these terrible things to you? No, I'm so sorry. And it's like, just with those few lines, you kind of, you get these people's characters really quick. I think that's what's clever about it. It's that, especially in comics, in comics it probably, even though it's the same amount of dialogue, it feels longer because most of the things are done through pictures. But in a movie, it's, everything is on this fast pace. And with those very cleverly chosen words, and those chosen lines, uh, you get these characters really fast. And I think that's part of the fun, is that they always know just what scenes, uh, they know just what to show, and then move on to the next thing. Uh, they don't waste time. And again, it's not a, a three-hour epic. It's like, no, we're just gonna boom, 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 get to it, but the character isn't glanced over. It's only hitting the essential stuff. But the atmosphere of the world makes up for the rest. You know, if you're ever like, man, doesn't this film ever slow down? You're just enjoying the layout so much. Uh, and the choice of what they colorize and what they don't. And I, if I had any problems with the film, there's two problems. One is the exact same problem with the first film, and that's the Dwight story goes on too long. Which is so strange. It's so strange that in both films that's a problem. And they're, maybe because they're both in the middle, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just finally start to get a little tired. But yeah, that's in both films I'm always like, mm, looking a little bit at my watch when, you know, the Dwight story is sort of like, you know, you're getting close to the end or at the middle. Uh, so, so that's one problem. And the other problem, which sadly is a major one, it doesn't end on a strong note. The first film, not super cleverly, but still managed to bookend itself. Uh, it starts off, if you don't know, it's a bunch of different stories. It's these vignettes that take place in Sin City. Uh, a lot of them are somehow connected in one way or another. And in, in the first film, it starts off with this character, and the character makes a return at the end, which is tied into another character we're introduced to, which it's not like, wow, what a mind blower or anything like that, but at the same time, it sort of, it wraps it up. It feels like this is a complete film. This film doesn't have that, and the ending, for all these really big, whoa, you know, like, dramatic endings that happen, usually, usually sad endings, 
Um, we get this ending, and it's the setup is pretty much this character wants revenge, the character gets revenge, roll the credits. And you start going, oh, wait, where's the... Where's the weight that you were promising there? Where's the weight that was in all the other stories? Uh, and it's such a bizarre note to end on, because it... Again, we're, with the first one, you felt like with every single one, and even the last one, you felt like, man, I saw a movie, but they were also short stories, and they all had an impact, and they all felt pretty heavy. The last one is just sort of like a minor story that stops. No, I shouldn't say that. It, it ends, but it doesn't end on a really big note, and you're wrapping up four or five stories here. So I get a feeling that might leave a bad taste in people's mouths, you know? Like, that might actually have someone shrug like, well, what was the point of that movie? And it's not that the whole, the movies or the, or the movie or the shorts didn't have a point, it's that they didn't end it on the right note. And of course, every filmmaker knows this. It's like the, the last note is the most important one. That's what you leave the people on. And why, why didn't you bookend it? Or why didn't you give a big finish? Why did just something? Uh, so that was a shame. Or, or maybe, maybe there was something there and they felt they had to cut it. I don't know, but the ending is really lacking. That that that's a sad part of it. But everything else, if if you enjoy the first Sin City, you'll probably like this one. The only thing I can think that would also maybe be a problem is that a lot of the characters are returning characters. And going into this, I thought I was gonna get all new characters. You know, kind of like in the first film, there'd always be a new character with each one. And a lot of them are returning. There's only one or two new ones, and they are great, and they are cool. Um, but it's mostly returning characters. But again, I like these characters. I love to see more Marv, and it's great seeing him, and it's great seeing him just when he is just lost and sort of rambling and just go on any mission or whatever, you know, before he has his purpose, uh, like in the first film. So maybe that could be a turnoff for some people, and... Yeah, I think very obviously if I say watch 10 minutes of the first film, if you don't like it, you're not going to like this one either. And and if you're wondering if you can see this film without seeing the first one, I wouldn't recommend it. You can, technically, but a lot of what makes it work is knowing who these people are going to be or who they were uh, in the previous film. So I think it does make a difference. You can still follow it enough, but it's it's better if you see the first one. And I saw with a great crowd, people were laughing at all the right moments, they were cheering at all the right moments, they were, uh, you know, they were even laughing at moments that maybe were supposed to be taken seriously, but that's the great thing about it. It's a film you go into and it's, you don't have to take it seriously. It's, you can watch it either as this diehard comedy or this diehard action film, and you can enjoy it either way. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it, and... My guess is anyone that really likes the first film will probably get into this. There's not a ton of new stuff, but the world is still just as grand, just as great, even more clear. Uh, there's some parts where they cut back to the original film, and you can tell there's a little bit of a graininess. So they they updated the uh, the cameras and the equipment, too. So it looks even better, and it's... It's just so beautiful on the big screen. I might even go back and see it again because it is just so beautiful to look at. But like I said, I think there's a little bit more than just style over substance. I think there is still that simplicity to carrying out a mission, what you're fighting for, what you're dying for. And it's it's not a lot, but it's just enough to satisfy, like, 
both an action film and a film noir. It it hits just enough, um, at least for me. It, maybe it doesn't for you, but uh, yeah. I say if you like the first one, check it out. You, you probably won't be disappointed. So that's about it. Hopefully I'll have a bum review with you. If not, uh, well, I'll just take this for what it's worth. I'll talk to you later. Take care.